The following is a presentation of Amarillo Fellowship, a community dedicated to spreading the love and hope of Christ. For more information and other podcasts, visit AmarilloFellowship.com. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. We've been in a series called Faith, and last week I talked about how now faith is. It's pretty interesting when you look at Hebrews 11, 1, that it begins with now faith is. And when we looked at for faith to be faith, faith has to be operating in a present reality. Faith can't be something that you had last week, though, though it could have been operating last week. But for faith to be faith, it has to be operating in a present reality. Right now, in this moment, we got to be operating in faith. As followers of Jesus Christ, that's the, the mandate on our lives. And that's the way that the, the kingdom of God works. And that's the way that we keep hope alive. See, we remember what hope is. It's a confident expectation of good. It means that you're expecting God to do something good. Based upon the promises that you find in his word, you're expecting God to do something good. Let me ask you a rhetorical question for you to answer to yourself Are you expecting God to do something good? Think for just a moment about something that you're faced with, something that you're dealing with, something that you might be struggling with. Are you expecting God to do something good? Are you believing this morning? Are you stirring yourself up to be reminded how good God is? And are you expecting God to do something good? That's what hope is, a confident expectation of God's goodness. Now, the challenge comes to us keeping hope alive is that you have to have confidence in God's word. If you're going to keep hope alive, you've got to have confidence in God's word. In fact, I want to ask you this morning, how confident are you in God's word? Do you believe the promises that God gives us in his word that they're made available to you and that he will do it? Or do you struggle wondering if God's word is true or wondering if you've done enough To qualify for the goodness that God wants to do in your life. How confident are you today? Hebrews 10 verse 35 says this. Therefore do not cast away your confidence which has a great reward. Notice that you actually have the ability to throw away or keep your confidence. Now, this goes with the Word of God, but this goes in every area and arena of your life. You have the ability to keep confidence, or you have the ability to throw away your confidence. And that being confident in the Word of God is attached, there's a great reward attached to it. Verse 36, for you have need of endurance. Now, the Greek word here could also be translated patience. I know that a lot of times when we're reading the fruit of the Spirit, we want to kind of go past patience because it's very easy for us to be impatient, right? And so we're kind of thinking, well, that's not really for me. But this word could be translated patience. So if you're going to develop and keep confidence in God's word, you're going to need endurance. You're going to have to develop patience when the promise that you're believing God for doesn't happen as fast as you would like it to happen. You have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, which is just believing in Him, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and He who is coming will come and will not tarry. God's on His way. The answer's on His way for you today. Verse 38. 
Now the just shall what? Now the just shall what? Now the just shall what? Now who are the just? The just are those who have been justified. Those that have been declared righteous. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, when you received him into your life, you became the just. You became the justified. You became the righteousness of God. In fact, 2 Corinthians 5 says this. For he, this is talking about God the Father, made him, talking about Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. When you became a follower of Jesus Christ, you are now in Jesus Christ. You're hidden by the finished work of Jesus Christ. So now... So the just or the righteous, those who have been put in right standing with God, they're now the children of God. They're Christ followers. So this verse helps us understand how just, who's the just? We are. How just people are to live. We are to live how? By faith. Are we to live by our feelings? Are we to live by what we see? Are we to live by what our perception of something might be? No, we're to live by faith. So if you've been born again today, let's just say today you'd recently, today you made a decision to follow Christ, or this is the very first time you're hearing this message, and God's word is telling us to live by faith. In fact, this isn't the only passage that tells us that we are to live by faith. Habakkuk 2.4 tells us that the just shall live by faith. Romans 1.17 says the just shall live by faith. Galatians 3.11 says the just shall live by faith. So if we're hearing today that the just shall live by faith, what should be our next question? I'll help you out with the tough ones. How do you live by faith? Right? How do you live by faith? Or what is faith? So what is faith? It's what we've been looking at through this series. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, if you've been here over the last couple of weeks, you're beginning to understand this. But if you've not, maybe that's a little hard to wrap your mind around. So here's how we've broken it down so that we can understand what this verse really means. That faith is the substance. Substance means the foundation or the confidence. So, so faith is the foundation. It's what we build our lives upon. It's the confidence of the things. What is it that you're believing God for? The promises that you're believing God for. The promises that you find in his word. Health and prosperity. Do you know God's promised you health? Do you know that God's promised you prosperity? Faith is the substance of those promises. Of those things that you're hoping for. Now hoping is not a wish. Again, it's a confident expectation of good. It means that you've got an outstretched neck. You're anticipating it happening. You're, you're so excited about it happening that you're planning for it to happen. You're preparing for the promise to show up even before the promise shows up. That's what faith is. So based on just what I've just shared, are you beginning to see how important our confidence is to the life of faith? And why you just can't cast away your confidence because there are going to come challenges to your faith. There are. There are going to come challenges to your faith. Challenges from your feelings. Challenges from your thoughts, mindsets. Challenges from the accusation of the enemy. And it's in those moments when we're faced with a challenge that we have to make a decision. Will I remain confident in the word of God? Or am I going to cast away my confidence, give in to my feelings, give in to my emotions, give in to the accusation of the enemy? 
Have you ever wondered as you looked around at other Christians why some Christians just seem to be walking in more of the unmerited favor of God than other Christians? I mean, I mean, it happens that way. You know, if it were just based simply, if the favor just showed up in our life simply because of God's goodness, we would all be operating in it at the same level. But there's this element called faith. Here, here's what Romans 5 says this. Therefore, having been justified. What does justified mean? Declared righteous. That's what the just are. It means you're in right standing with God. Having been justified by faith. So just so you know, you receive Christ into your life by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom, through Jesus, also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. Just so you know, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are standing in the middle of God's grace today. God's grace is all around you. And the access to appropriate that, that grace into your life is how? By faith. And rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So again, we have access by what? By faith. Into what? Into this grace. So by faith, we have access into the grace in which we stand. That's why some Christians are accessing more grace because they're living by faith. They're making a choice to put their confidence in God and in his word. So the access that God has created for us into his grace is by faith. Because of that, we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Here's something you need to know about who you are as a child of God. Every one of us that are here today that are children of God, you are highly favored, greatly blessed, and deeply loved. You are highly favored, greatly blessed, and deeply loved. Let me say it one more time. You are highly favored, greatly blessed, and deeply loved. That's the grace that you stand in. But the access into this grace is how? By faith. The access to see the tangible evidence of these blessings that we're talking about showing up in your life is by faith. So we've been learning how to live our lives by faith with this definition that we've looked at in Hebrews 11. Now faith is happening in our life today. Tomorrow morning, the faith that you have for today doesn't work tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, it's now faith is. Tuesday, now faith is. Wednesday, now faith is. So if you're compartmentalizing Christianity to just be on Sunday mornings, Sundays are going to be an awesome day for you. You know what? Sundays are always an awesome day for you. Amen? That's why the devil tries to keep you from showing up to church to hear an encouraging word, to be around your brothers and sisters in the Lord. Because Sunday's an awesome day, but Monday can be an awesome day. Tuesday can be an awesome day. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. In fact, every day that ends in Y can be an awesome day, which happens to be every day. So we've been learning what faith is, so now we're beginning to understand this. Let's talk about how to live the life of faith, how to operate in faith. Mark chapter 11, if you want to flip over in your Bibles, verse 22 says this. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Now, this verse could also be interpreted, have the faith of God. Jesus said, have faith in God, verse 23. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain. Now I want you to notice how many times he asks you to say something. Not, not think something. Kind of, it's in my heart, I kind of believe this. But how often he to, he's telling you to say something. Whoever shall say to this mountain, 
Listen, I said this before, but some of you need to stop talking to God about how big your problems are and start talking to your problems about how big your God is. You got to start speaking to your mountains. What's the mountain in your life right now? Start speaking to it. Whoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Verse 24, therefore, in light of that, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Notice this again. I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Believe and receive. Notice that when you're praying about things, we are to believe them and we are to receive them even before we see them. Do you realize that you can receive things even though you don't see it yet? If I were to make a large deposit into your bank account, which I'm not, this is just an illustration, but if I were to make a large deposit into your bank account, even before you saw it, you could receive it. You could know, that's in there. I can go write a check on that million dollars that Pastor Richie just put into my bank account. So we receive things even before we see things. Believe and receive. Believe and receive are like two sides of a coin. You have to have both sides of the coin for that coin to have value, right? I mean, if it gets scraped off on one side, it doesn't work anymore. For it to be legal tender, you have to have both sides of the coin. Listen, you can't just have an intellectual assent or an intellectual understanding of God's promises. You have to receive God's promises. And here's the challenge. It's by faith. So what we're saying is that for the promise that we're hoping for, not wishing, confident expectation of God to show up, we have to believe and receive God's promises. It takes both, operating in our life. That's how we operate in faith. We believe and we receive. God, I'm, be- I'm believing for healing, I'm receiving healing. Because by the stripes you bore on your back, I'm already healed. God, I'm believing for financial breakthrough, and I'm receiving because you are my provider today. Now, I've shared this illustration before, but I want to share it again because I really do think it helps us recognize and understand how we are to believe and receive. There was this church leader, and it's just an illustration, who was going to a church conference that was in an oasis way out in the middle of the desert. Well, the conference was about ready to begin, but this leader hadn't shown up yet when all of a sudden he comes stumbling out of the desert and he passes out. Well, they call the doctor and the doctor assesses him and discovers that this man is thirsty and that he is dying of thirst. Now, what is the cure for someone who is dying of thirst? Listen, if you just said water, that's not right. It's drinking water. Right? Because he could be surrounded by water, but if he doesn't drink the water, right? So it's drinking water. So they sit this leader down and they put the pitcher of water in front of him and he kind of begins to come to. And as he looks at that water, he says, I believe that if I drink this water, I will not die. Is that true or false? True. What he believes, right, was true. So he says... I believe if I drink this water, I will not die. The people around him say, amen. You're right, brother. He says, I believe if I drink this water, I will not die. They say, amen. You're preaching now. Come on now. He said, I believe if I drink this water, and boom, he falls over dead. (laughs) Now, what he believed 
It was true, wasn't it? So why did he die? He didn't act. He didn't receive the water that was provided for him. Now catch this. Faith is believing and receiving. It's believing that the water will keep you from dying and receiving the water by drinking the water provided for you. See, it's not just enough to have head knowledge about God's promises. But when you pray, you have to believe that you have received them. Listen, you don't have to beg God to heal you. You don't have to beg God to provide for you. He's already done those things for you. Your believing by itself is just one side of the coin. Acting on or walking out the word of God is the other side of the coin. But here's the issue, and this is what we started out with. Again, Hebrews 10. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has a great reward. See, faith is both believing and receiving. It means I understand the promise and I'm acting upon the promise. And here's where the challenge comes. It's really hard to act on something that you have no confidence in. We might say that we believe, but do we really have confidence in the thing that we say we're believing God for? Because what most people don't understand is that confidence requires cultivation. Confidence requires you to spend a time with the thing. You have to put some energy and focus into it. Confidence is something that has to be developed. Think about your job when you started the job that you currently have. If your job had a lot of detail to it, now if you just push one button all day, this probably doesn't apply to you, but most of you don't have jobs like that. When you started out that job and you had to learn how to enter stuff and you had to learn how to do different things at that job, it was overwhelming, wasn't it? You felt like, oh my goodness, I'm never going to learn this. I'm never going to get this figured out. But after a while and you started learning how that job works, you began hanging out and understanding that job. Suddenly you get a confidence in it. You walk in and you're not worried anymore. Do I know how to do this? In fact, when somebody starts new and they don't get it, you're like, man, they are the slowest person in the world. I can't believe they would hire this person that they don't get it. And yet you were there when you started the job, right? It's like when you're learning to play an instrument. If you've ever learned how to play an instrument, like a guitar or the piano, man, playing the guitar, I studied classical guitar in, in college, and I'm telling you, when I first started trying to play the fingers, it was so hard. I mean, I thought, I'm never going to get this, and, and I never really got really good like these guys up here, but after a while, I hung out with the thing, suddenly I began to know how to play. You got to hang out with the thing to develop confidence in a thing. But what the enemy wants to do is you spend a little time in the Word of God, like the, the, the verse we read in Hebrews 11, and it kind of goes over the top of your head, and you're going, oh, I just can't understand the Word of God. I'm just going to have to give up. I'm just not going to be able to do it. you got to hang out with it. you got to spend some time in it. you got to let it bounce around in your soul. Let it bounce around in your spirit. you got to ask some people about it. Listen, rather than talking about whether or not the Cowboys are going to have a great season, this year, you know, rather than talking about that, why not say, man, hey, what are you learning about faith? What do you know about faith? Can you tell me what you know about faith? You got to hang out with the thing. See, you don't typically come to church on Sunday, hear a verse of scripture, say, I believe, and then start acting on it. If you do, it's because you've heard the verse before and you've kind of been growing in confidence. And then suddenly when that confidence comes, you start acting on it. Because listen, if, if, you, if you're just hearing it for the first time, you don't have confidence in it yet. You aren't surrendered to it yet. There's sometimes you read something and it just stretches you out of your paradigm. For me, the fact that God wants to bless us financially stretched me, stretched my paradigm. 
I had a hard time saying it for a long time that God wants to bless you financially. I can say it now with confidence, but it used to be I would say, God wants to bless you financially, I think. I think that's right. I'm not really totally sure, so if I'm wrong, please forgive me. But I've hung out with the thing. I've looked at the word of God and I begin to understand the Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. Listen, it might not be in your life yet, but I believe the word of God, not what's happening around us. You got to hang out with the thing so that, that you build confidence in that. Listen, you, you might not have confidence yet because you haven't surrendered to it. You might not want that thing in your life. God, I still want to party. God, I, I still, I still want to get drunk. God, I still want to have sex anytime I want. We got to surrender to it. Sometimes we're not able to rest in it. How do you rest in it? You know that once you talk about it, you're going, okay, God, that's what you said. I'm just going to trust you. I'm going to go out and live my life. I'm not going to be anxious about the thing that I'm trusting and believing you for. As Christians, we always win. Whether it's in this life or the next life, we always win. Listen, this thing that we're, this skin and bones we're living in is just a rental, okay? No one makes it out alive outside of the rapture happening, all right? And so because of that, this is not our home. We're just strangers passing through. So we need to learn how to surrender to things, learn how to rest in things. See, most Christians try to act on God's word out of desperation, or once they have an area of need, they go to it. But in the midst of a lot of turmoil in your life because of desperation or a need, it's hard to develop confidence. When confidence needs to be developed is before the problem comes. If you have confidence in what the word of God says, then when the problem comes, you say, get out of here, enemy. But if you're starting trying to develop confidence as you're fighting the devil off with the word of God, it's much more challenging. So we develop that confidence before the problem comes. And the reason why that happens, that we, we just act out of response a lot of times because of things going on in our life, is because we haven't spent enough time in the Word. We have to spend enough time in the Word until time in that Word produces confidence on the inside of us. So confidence in God's promise is the missing element. It's the substance to our faith. Because we haven't spent enough time in the Word of God. Confidence comes when we spend so much time in the Word of God that His Word becomes more real than anything else happening around us. So look at the different elements that are required in faith and involved in the life of faith. We have to have the Word. That means the Bible. No Word, no faith. If you don't have the Word of God in your heart, no faith. Now listen, don't let me beat you up today. I'm not trying to. Okay, if you're just starting out, start where you're at. You'll be amazed at how generous God will be with you as you're developing it. But start getting into the word. No word, no faith. We have to believe. We have to believe his promises that God has given us in his word. But it can't, again, just be an intellectual understanding or just a desperate confession. You have to believe and you have to receive. You have to receive the promise even before you see the promise because now faith is. You have to have confidence in God's word before words of faith start coming out of your mouth. See, once you start getting some confidence in it, you'll start to speak what the word of God says. Because even though you might have some people that might make fun of you, because the things aren't showing up yet, when you begin to have confidence in the word of God, words of faith will start coming out of your mouth. And words of faith spoken over our lives and over our situation plant seeds of faith in our heart and causes our faith to grow. So in other words, it's this process. Sometimes you got to step out. I don't feel it. I don't know that I totally get this yet, but here's what the Word of God says, and you declare it. When you start declaring it, that plants seeds of faith into your heart, and suddenly it begins to build your faith. 
And when you grow confident in the word that's now planted in your heart, those words now become a force of faith. This is where we don't get to a lot of times. We get to just kind of the, the revelation of faith, but it becomes a force of faith. What is a force? Something that rearranges and changes things. Dynamite is a force, right? So when you start speaking confident words of faith over your life, those words of faith, faith become a force, and it begins to rearrange and change things in your life. Things that are out of place get put back in place. Things that are in there that shouldn't be there get taken out. Things that are broken get fixed. So it's spending time in the Word, believing and receiving the promises. Not based on how you feel. Not based on what may have happened in the past. Believing and receiving the promises found in the Word of God that creates confidence in the Word. And listen, I wish so much God would make us be filled with faith. I wish when you became a follower of Jesus Christ, suddenly you just had full level of faith. It's all you need, the Bible says, is faith as a mustard seed. But you can't bypass the process to receiving the abundance of grace showing up in your life. You have to be in the Word and you have to believe and receive the Word that you're in. Listen, you can't be reading the Word of God like chicken soup for the soul. You can't. You, you can't be reading it like it's filled with some Zen principles that you want to kind of learn how to meditate on. We, we have to see the Word of God for what it is. It is the Word of God. The Bible that you have in your lap or on your phone is the Word of God. God, the Creator, the Redeemer, the Deliverer, the Healer, the Lover. It's the Word of God for you and I. And he has written to us in his word the way that we are to live. And we are to live our lives how? By faith. Every morning we get up, now faith is. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. It doesn't matter how grumpy you woke up. To become so confident in who he is and to become so confident in who we are, we will become confident in all of God's promises. When you become confident in who God is, that God loves you perfectly today, that you're highly favored, greatly blessed, and deeply loved, simply because of what God's done. When you become confident in who God is and who you are in Him, you become confident in all of His promises. Let me close with this. This is my first closing. Most people, most people live their lives with no margins in their life. Let me say that again. They live their lives with no margins in their lives. They are living their lives way too busy. And can I tell you what happens in the life of most believers, unfortunately, when we get really busy, the first thing that we cast aside is the Word of God. The first thing that we cast aside is going to church. And we'll allow anything and everything else to push out. We, because we have no margins in our life, we're maxed out. Listen, they are so busy trying to be a success that they don't actually have time to be a true success. Because they might succeed financially, but many times it costs them relationships with their family or it costs them their health. They're climbing the ladder of success only to discover that it's leaning against the wrong wall. You see, the key is this. It's learning to rest in what it is that God has promised you in his word. That we learn how to rest in who God is, who we are in Him, and the power of His Word. 
See, that's why Matthew 6, Jesus is talking and he says this, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What's his righteousness? Is it self-righteousness? How good we can perform? No, it's what Christ has already done for us. And all these things, what are the things? All those things listed, they're in Matthew chapter 6. Clothing, what to wear, food, what to eat, all those things shall be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then everything else begins to take care of itself. But resting in God is not the absence of activity. It's the right motivation behind the activity that you're doing. See, we don't do things to try and get something from God. We do things because God has already done something for you and I. Understanding God's grace moves us away from activity that is self-focused to activity that is God-focused. So everything we're doing is based upon our understanding that Jesus Christ is so good. He has already provided everything that you need. You have a scripture for that? Man, I'm glad you asked. 2 Peter chapter 1. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him. See, our part is to understand what the promises are as found in the word of God. Then simply believe and receive the promises that we find in the word of God. That is when our faith and our words of faith become a force of faith. That's when things begin to get rearranged and changed in our life. Is there anything in your life right now that you'd like rearranged? Is there anything going on in your life that you would like changed? Start speaking the word of God over your life in faith. And watch your faith grow and become a force of faith. Watch God do supernatural things in your life. Let me pray over you today. Dedicated to spreading the love and